1: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, hosted on JitteryMonkey.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts. My name is Greg Mahochko. I'm joined, as always, by Haas Reuter and uh, the law firm. I don't know if probably going to get you know some litigation thrown our way if we use the word law, but the firm of Haas & Hooch is back, and uh, we're joined this episode by coordination's volleyball guru and that is ty peter on it's ty welcome back to the show thank you gentlemen how are we doing tonight we're doing well Haas, hoss, well, mm-hmm. hoss hoss you're you're the best in, in the best shape of all of us because you don't have to work tomorrow like i do you don't have to travel uh across nebraska tomorrow like ty does you just have a day off tomorrow what is that like
0: uh, you know after the day I had at work today it's a godsend if I didn't have tomorrow off I probably would have quit my job today it was the top 10 worst day I've had there in seven years
1: I don't I don't want to dispute that and, and I don't want to you know play the my day was worse than your day but I have an interesting story uh, from from my line of work today I got trapped in an elevator <laughs> on. Oh. I didn't think those things happened except in the movies. Um, not only that, but I got trapped in another... First of all, it's a, a two-story building. So even if I would have fallen, it wouldn't have been like devastating. And I know what you're thinking, everybody listening at home. Hey, Fatty, why don't you take the stairs? Well, because I was delivering a cart full of water to the second floor, and that doesn't work so well on stairs. So I was using the elevator... And, uh, myself and the guy who was, I'd never been to this particular building before. So I had a guy there who was, uh, showing me where the water goes, met me in the lobby and we start, you know, getting the elevator and, and hit that up button. And I don't, I didn't think the elevator moved. He didn't think the elevator moved and we couldn't open either door. Uh, you know, we hit number two, uh, nothing happened. We tried opening up the, the door, you know, on the main floor thinking that we didn't move. Nothing happened. Uh we got stuck about 3 feet up off the ground of the first floor. Uh so we pried open the door. I mean we we called for help the the phone that actually works in in those elevators. Um uh called for help there in the office and a couple of guys came down and they pried the outside door open, we pried the inside door open. Eventually somebody got a ladder. We got out. We got the water out and then it was really nice. Is all the guys who were there who helped us get out of the uh, uh, elevator? They all each grabbed a bottle or two of water and carried it up the steps with me, so that I could complete my delivery. Just a, the, the whole ordeal took about twenty minutes, but you know, I was joking. I'm like, uh, uh, the guy who was showing me where the water goes, his name was Dustin. I'm like, I can see the headlines now. Uh, in a fit of cannibalistic rage, Dustin, you know, kills the uh, guy he was trapped in the elevator with. So. Um, I, I wasn't going to be the murderer. I was going to put that on him. But, uh, yeah, just crazy. Yeah, going be like the Donner party. Yeah, uh, the, the saddest uh, Donner party of all time. I mean...
2: Uh, the most 21st century Donner party I can imagine.
1: Yeah, it, it you know. It, but the joke, of course, in, in this line of work is, you know, I had a cart full of water. So it was like, well, at least we won't go thirsty. Ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you could have lasted 30 days in there. I had... Let's see, four hundred and fifty gallons of water. We were we'd have been all right. So,
2: no. Not to pee in it, though.
1: That that's really bad math. I didn't have four hundred fifty gallons. I had forty five gallons. <laughs> that is really bad math. Uh, it's late. What can I say? Um, so, we were talking a little bit before we uh, officially started the show. And, and Ty, you've been on the road almost all summer. Uh, what have you been doing? Um,
2: everything. I, uh, so I, I don't just you know write expert volleyball uh, pieces for coordination, but I do coach volleyball. And I think we've mentioned that. We've talked about that in oh, sure. our podcast. Um, but I started off uh, June 19th. I left for Orlando for a week, uh, which a lot of people go, oh, yay, that would be great fun. No, it was a week of uh, mostly being in charge of 15-year-old girls, uh, coaching them trying to herd them, trying to keep them all in one place, trying to keep them alive and keep track of them. Um, And it really was great. The girls played well, had a nice tournament. But I was home for two nights from that before we turned around and went up to Okaboji in Iowa for three nights. I was with um, my wife and my son and my parents and a couple friends of ours. We had a great time up there, got back from that on a Sunday night, turned around the following Thursday after throwing a Fourth of July party at our house uh, First trip that ended up us being out here in Colorado. We return from this trip tomorrow back to Lincoln, and I turn around on Sunday. Get one of the twelve passenger vans from Dorchester Public School out in Saline County. Uh, come back out here with my volleyball team from Dorchester for a week of volleyball camps. Before I'll be home Friday for good for the rest of summer.
1: And it, it, we you. need to remind everybody because uh, you did become a dad uh, last fall, late last fall. So yep, in uh, December. How was your first Father's Day? It was great.
2: Um, you know, i if we're being really honest, I don't feel like Father's Day is a, is a holiday I deserve a whole lot for. I haven't done a lot uh, this year nor any year. Uh, but it was great. We had a really nice time. Um, you know, it's just been, you know this Haas, or Hooch, sorry. Not Haas. You don't know this yet that you know of. Um, but. Yeah being a dad's awesome. I really enjoy it. I, it's been a ton of fun. He's a great kid, has a great temperament and uh, he's sleeping well, like a baby right now. So
1: that's about all you can ask for in, uh, even in the mountain time zone, uh, where everything's, you know, an hour behind. So, uh, let's jump to it. Everybody knows, you know, why we're here and that is the cross-examination. And of course we've, talked before you know ty's not a stranger to the show although i think if memory serves me right this might be the first time where all three of us have had working internet working sound and able to sit down and have a conversation together is that right Haas? your memory is much better than mine
0: yeah that was the time that uh ty and i had to steer the ship back in december talk some football and volleyball and it was a little bit of a hair-raising experience
2: with, with another device open, so that uh, Hooch could send us questions or send us uh, conversation starters if need be. But I don't think he really had to. We did a nice job. He was mostly uh, in the back cheering us on.
0: That's that's yeah, what well, I do. he was just going to on and on. And, you know, that was in the midst, in on the heels of hiring Scott Frost and right before um, the Nebraska national championship in volleyball. So yep. we had a lot to cover. I think we covered well, some good topics. You know, about As the greatest do. drink of all time, Four's Banquet. Oh jeez! So okay, we're
2: not not this again. I'm enjoying a nice wheel <laughs> goes Solomon around. You just you didn't even wait, man. We're like three minutes into this.
0: Yep, no he's into a street <laughs> fight, Ty.
1: <laughs> Although, I'm usually walking away. I I, I will say this: if uh, if I ever get you know not if when I get to Lincoln. We're going to go and record an episode down in in the cave at Blue Blood Brewing Company. It, it with your permission, Ty.
2: Uh, permission granted. I'm i on it. That'll work. Sweet. We can absolutely make that happen. I am confident.
1: And and you'll just uh, not you specifically, but but uh, they will just keep supplying us with with beers while we're down there. Uh, I didn't hear any of that. Try again. I'm sure we can make something happen. I'm sure. I'm sure we can make something happen. I think Haas and I can run up uh, a hell of a tab at Blue Blood Brewing Company, Lincoln, Nebraska. I, be-
2: I believe that you can. I I don't know who you think is paying for
1: that, but I did. I didn't say John There you go. That's fair. I, I like that. And since he's not listening anyway, you know, we we can each put a tab and probably a meal on that. So, well. Perfect. Let's get to it, and uh, Haas is so good, he doesn't even need to have his questions out, so we're going to let him fire the first one. All right,
0: Ty, let's, let's, I swear to tell the truth, I butchered that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're just going to go with the regular standby. Are you a Nebraska native? I am not.
2: Whoa. I was uh, born and raised in Boulder, Colorado. Actually, just outside of Boulder. I was born and raised um, in the house that I'm standing in right now, as a matter of fact, in Lafayette. I am less than 10 miles, as the crow flies, almost due east from Folsom Field, home of the University of Colorado Golden Buffaloes. Uh, Funny, actually funny, we just found as we were sorting through my stuff, because my mom goes, oh, good, you're here. Take some shit back to Nebraska with you so I can clean out your clown, the um, CU football... Uh, program from the year after they won the national title, which includes their record against number one teams, which as of 1991, they probably proclaimed being 0-9 against number one teams. <clears throat> so they put that in the football in the football program there just to make sure people knew.
0: <laughs> what a bunch of dooshes.
1: I'm, I'm not going to lie. They, they, go ahead. S- saying that you were in, in the house that you grew up in, and when you started to say that you're – uh you know, ten my or you know, you were starting to say less than ten. I'm like, he's gonna say he's less than ten feet from the bed he lost his virginity in. I could
2: well <laughs> no, we don't have that bed anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is truly coordination
0: after dark,
2: you know. <laughs> we, we really y'all you know, it's still light here, just FYI, but no, that bed that bed is long gone.
1: Probably for the torch.
2: It was a water bed, I just want you guys to know. Oh god.
1: Wait, wait. Are are you secretly fifty three years old? I, no, nobody under fifty has ever had a waterbed.
2: So my wife is sitting in the other room, and she can only hear my other conversation. She me and goes, "Are you talking about the bed? You lost your virginity." in?
0: Yes, yes, you are.
1: You'll have to listen I to the show to find 53, out. Fifty three,
2: but I am openly thirty seven. Um, so I, I don't know what else you want from me on that.
1: All right. Oh, uh, it, it's no secret. I mean, we, we kind of secretly, not even secretly, we knew that you were uh, a, a Colorado native. And the next question that we have, we already know that as well, uh, because the question is, what is your <laughs> day job? But I'll let you remind uh, the good folks listening at home, at work, or in the car.
2: Say that again. I missed part of the question because I was coughing. <sighs> I know. I know.
1: Uh, no, I was gonna say we already know what your day job is. I know it's it's not been a secret here on the show. But remind the folks who are listening at home, at work, or in the car.
2: Yes, I am the fourth grade teacher and head volleyball coach uh, for Dorchester Public School in uh, Dorchester, Nebraska. Saline County. Celine County. Yes, you oh, got it.
1: I, I got I got it wrong. Celine County, like Celine Dion.
2: Right, it's pronounced like Celine Dion, but spelled like the stuff that you squirt up your nose in the winter when you get too many uh, bloody noses. Or maybe that's just me.
1: I think that... Well, you also have the elevation disadvantage, so...
2: In Lincoln? Oh, you're just talking because I'm six foot seven. Because you're talking. We can go ahead and... Th- those of you who are listening at home that didn't know that I'm an enormous human being.
1: <laughs> but you know what they say is uh, giant of a man, giant heart.
2: That's... That is about the only thing that is giant, yes.
1: <laughs> this is gone. Yeah, see sure. in after dark for sure. after <laughs> dark
2: like a Honda Accord. It's mid-size, but most people like it when they're, you
0: know, never mind. <laughs> we got to slap on the NSFW tag. Y'all should be the pride in my wife's eyes right now.
1: <laughs> Hoss, please go. I got to take a drink of water. All
0: right, let, let me queue up the next question here before we get too far off the rails. Since you're raised in a old Bill McCartney land out there, are you a lifetime, lifelong Husker fan?
2: I, I, I cannot honestly claim lifelong. I, I can't give an exact date for, for the start of my Husker fandom. I know I was a, a passionate Buffs fan when they won the national title in 90, 91, I guess it was, because it was you know January 1st or 2nd or whatever. Um, but my aunt and uncle, who were lifelong Husker fans, wanted to convert one of us, and I was either the most weak-minded or the most intelligent, depending on which uh, perspective you choose to take. And so I know I was a Husker fan before the 94 national title. Like, it wasn't that season, that wasn't what turned. I was a fan before that happened. So somewhere in those couple of years, I became a Husker fan. Aside from... Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, for sure. And, and aside from, you know, the the gentle persuasion uh, of, uh, you know, family member, is there any specific event or moment in your youth that, that really galvanized you as a Husker fan?
2: Um, you know, I would say, because I was as much as a Husker fan, you know, this was the mid-90s, and so it wasn't like I was getting to watch a lot of Husker games out here on television. And... The, Colorado fans sure thought that was the biggest rivalry of all time, so my my Husker fandom was not well received. But I will say, watching uh, Tommy Fraser in the National Championship game, because I had a little, it was one of those little handheld TVs that took four AA batteries and had an antenna about four foot long that you pulled up and out, and that was how I watched that national title game sitting in bed. Um, that probably galvanized it there.
1: I, I remember TVs like that. I didn't have one personally, but I, I remember you know, seeing them in that era, you know, and I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and those were remarkable pieces of uh, technology for that time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they really were. They got every over-the-air channel.
1: So, Haas, uh, you don't know this, but years ago before cable, there were things called antennas that went on television?
0: No, 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 no. I I grew (laughs) up on an acreage with three TV channels for a while, so... I'm the president's on every channel. Man, I love me some PBS, and that's where my love of watching the news began, because there's nothing else. Yeah, that's fair. I was going to make sense. So, oh, the other thing that
2: we discovered as we were digging through boxes up here was two of my two of the first cell phones that I ever had. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my wife put pictures of those up on her Facebook page. I should pull them off and put them on the, in the coordination group. There was a one flip phone and was an old Motorola peanut. No, I'm not quite back phone up years old.
0: Yeah, you're probably about ten years behind that.
2: Yeah. I'm flip phone years, I had, years old.
1: I have I had the uh phone you? the the little Nokia thing that that was with the yellow yep. screen. Yep. Yes. Motorola
2: StarTac. Oh god. <laughs>
1: Haas, you got the next one, sir? Yeah, hold on. I, my phone wigged out on me for
0: a oh. second. I was pulling up. I forgot the third question. <laughs> <laughs> kind of All right, of so pictures of we, of we, We've covered, actually, one, two, three, four. So this cross-examination, you're passing with flying colors, even though you're throwing in a little bit of self-incriminating type stuff. You can plead the fifth at any moment. So That's deprecating, not incriminating, but carry on. Okay, yeah, I respect that. Uh, who's your favorite all-time Husker? Any sport. Favorite
2: all time Husker, any sport. (laughs) I'm, well, I feel like there are certain volleyball players that I should mention because I still play volleyball with them from time to time. Um, But they probably won't listen to this anyway. Um, I, you know, so I've always had a special place in my heart for white guys that are wide receivers that wear 87 because I'm a Broncos fan too, and Eddie McCaffrey just was. That was that was it, um, so I I would say honestly, it, and it's a weird choice, but I was a big Nate Swift fan. Yeah, uh, yeah, hell like yeah! That, playing volleyball against him, uh, I like him even better. So I, I will say my favorite all time Husker will be Nate Swift.
0: Man, that-, that return he had against Virginia Tech in 08. Damn!
1: Mm-hmm. Can I can then, I just say? Is, yeah. is, wait, is this a safe space? Yeah,
0: of course it's a safe space.
1: Uh, Nate Swift was my uh, first. What's that? Your podcast. Yeah, well, that that doesn't mean. You have a man crush on Nate Swift. I did. That was my first man crush. So, (laughs) what a stud.
2: My wife is shaking her head knowingly. Uh, I'm glad we don't play volleyball there anymore.
0: (laughs) Nate Swift was the epitome of a football guy. Real gritty. Coach's son out on the field.
2: Yeah, and it's he uh, a white wide receiver. He, he married married a volleyball player, and so now because he's an athlete, he plays volleyball at a pretty high level too.
1: Seems unfair. Yeah. I'm yeah, like well. a boy china shop trying to play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I'm going to go slightly out of order because I want to uh, ask another positive uh, question. Just because I think I know the answer, I think. Uh, so I okay. I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to lay out my reasoning. I'm going to lay out what I think the answer or answers are, and then I'm going to have you shoot them down. All right, that sounds like a plan. All right. So the question is, what is your favorite Husker sports moment? Now, one idea that I had was the uh, 2015 Volleyball National Championship uh, when the uh, uh, ladies beat Texas and were pretty well-dominant you know, throughout the entire season. Uh, the other mm-hmm. one would be last year's national championship, 2017, because uh, it, if, if I remember correctly, you know, in talking to you at, at that time, it was the team that, that I don't want to say overachieved, but, but wasn't necessarily supposed to be the, a championship caliber or quality mm-hmm. team. So one of those two, and I know that you were uh, courtside, uh, for the the Texas one, so I thought maybe that might play in it as well. So dispel my uh, uh, my rumor and innuendo, if you will. Uh, tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm right, or or go completely off the grid and pick another one.
2: I was I was actually courtside uh, for this year too, uh, well, because I got permission from the wife that if girls made the national championship match because it was in Kansas City, I could go down and do it. So I went down the day of the match, covered the match, uh, stayed with my cousin in Fall City on the way back up from, from Kansas City that night. So I was courtside for this year's team, and, and you're absolutely right about this year's team. Uh, there was and really until um, the regional semifinals, uh, I didn't really think they were a team that, that was national championship caliber, but, they, they, man, that team, talk about intangibles and grit and grind, but, yes, you were absolutely right in saying my favorite Husker sports moment uh, would be the 2015 national championship because uh, you know c- courtside at CenturyLink Center, it was we beat Texas, which was just awesome. Um, you know, being down there with in the media pit, and there were some other personal stuff that was involved in that. My best friend's sister was the, one of the Texas assistants at the time, and so my best friend and her mom were there too. So I, you know, I got to see them quite a bit over that weekend, but. You know, having the streamers come down and, and being courtside and all that stuff with that match uh, and seeing the girls win it and, and being there, live, excuse me, seeing those those young women win it and being there live for that national championship. Uh, absolutely. is my favorite Husker sports moment.
1: I like that. I had a feeling that, you know, because you're our volleyball guy, that it would be and, <laughs> and, and because volleyball has been the most successful program at Nebraska in you know recent memory. Um, uh, don't
2: you, you just you know, bowling has been well okay yes. pretty damn successful too.
1: Correct. I apologize to, uh, uh all of our bowling enthusiasts. RIP Brian. Um, that's exactly. <laughs> yep. Gotta uh, remember who started this and, and, podcast, homie. And that's also <laughs> the reason we haven't had much bowling coverage, uh, on coordination or on the podcast, um, because none of the rest of us know how to talk about it. Like uh, he threw the ball, and knocked the white things down. Was that good? Yeah. And the the, the,
0: yeah, the real waxed up threw a sixteen pound ball. a Few of the white things went down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <A> little red. <laughs> that one went in the me. ditch on the side. Why
2: are there ditches on the side? When I go, there's like these little rails that make sure it doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't bowl to
2: save my
1: life. I can't wait for your son to be a better bowler than you, Ty.
2: I can't wait for my son to be better at nearly everything than I am.
1: Well, that, that's true. Um, th- as long as, you know what,
2: as long as the poor kid is not taller than me, and it's not a personal thing, like I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to like, oh, he's taller than me. But I know how much it sucks to be built like this sure. and this tall, and finding pants, for example, is damn near impossible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, don't you, I have that problem. You say you don't have that problem, Hoss?
0: No, five foot ten. I can walk into anywhere and find a pair of jeans.
1: There you go.
2: I'm six foot seven. I need a cliff bar and a, and a guide. <laughs> Godspeed. I need a, I need a damn shirt, got, but i got to pay somebody to go into the mall beforehand.
1: Warn everybody.
2: Yeah, no, just to do, he's got to pick out what stores might have it. Oh. <laughs> there are few things more disappointing for me than a shopping trip to go buy pants.
0: <laughs> Casual <laughs> man's XL.
2: But the problem is, the problem is, is those big and tall places, it's an and that I am not big, I am just <laughs> tall. I am six foot seven, and 207 pounds. I have it, and I'm, I'm going to throw it out there for the coordination where I have a 33 inch waist and a 38 inch inseam.
0: Good lord. How are you not playing like tight end in the NFL I mean, Wow! Well,
2: because let's just say that Ty's athleticism didn't kick in until he was about 22 <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, hey, I, I get it I, I'm more athletic at 27 now than I was when I played high school football
2: I might be in the best shape of my entire life right now um, so my athleticism is probably at it's highest level until wait. the back problems kick in because I'm 37 and 6'7 and then I look real old and slow for a couple of days
1: and, and I could see, you know, pants, you know, in difficulty finding them uh, being what they are. But also, I imagine being in a plane is not comfortable for you.
2: Not generally. Um, you know, and, and like, for example, when we go car shopping, the vehicles that we own, two of the three, because the third vehicle that we own is a, is a beautiful, all-original 1957 Chevrolet, Yes. Uh, that listeners, Mr. Mahachko played a huge role in helping me track down and narrow down what we were going to buy because he is a good friend. I do what I um, can. But hey, we'd do the same thing for you on our end if we could. Thank you, um, buddy. But both vehicles that we own are bigger than we would have liked because with these long ass legs, there was no way I was going to buy. I couldn't get the, the smaller size and then still be able to get a car seat behind me, which was inevitable. So um, both vehicles that we own are the next size bigger than what we would have bought had we had it, Had we gotten our first choice.
1: And, and which is funny because, and, and this is said out of love, but your wife could fit in a smart car. You
2: oh, know? yeah. Well, I mean, she's about 5'7", and she is the athlete in the family, so hopefully ever gets her athleticism and my size, he'll be balling.
1: Cannot wait. We only have... 16 short years until he starts popping up on uh, 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 247 or, or huddle. It'll be brilliant.
2: Yep. That's the hope, at least. But you know what? No pressure. He's going
1: to do what he wants to. That's how we are as well. You know, if it went, if it, it's athletics or the arts or, you know, as, as long as he's doing something productive, you know, not being a, a couch potato. I was a couch potato, yes. and it, it turned out poorly for me in the long run. So. Yeah.
2: You know, as long as he's happy man, it's the most important thing.
1: Well, I mean, I was a pretty happy couch potato, but I'm paying for it at 36 years old, so. Fair enough. Understood. All right. Haas, you've got the next one, and I know it's one of your favorite questions to ask.
0: All right, yes. This is where we get a, some real insight into the mind of our uh, subjects of the cross-examination. Out of the four failed coaching hires post Tom Osborne, Frank Solich, Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini. For Mike Riley. Who do you wish would have been most successful out of those four?
2: I, I'm I'm torn between two. Um, I'm I'm torn between uh, Polini, who is probably my second choice, and I think Solich. I think I would have liked to have seen Solich be successful. Because it would have been a, a steadying force on the program. And um, you know, I, and I also think that we wouldn't have seen at least the Callahan era. <laughs> um, and probably not Pelini and Riley. We might, might be looking at, at Scott Frost replacing Call- or Solis a couple of years down the road. But but again, this is all conjecture, so who knows? Uh, conjecture is a word, guys, that means – your listeners know what I'm going to say for you guys. It's a <laughs> word that means just guess. It's based on nothing. Um, Ouch. but I would, I, I would have liked to have seen Solich be successful. Just kind of, and another part of that is because, you know, people seem to yearn nonstop for Osborne. Uh, and, and, and I get it. I get the success that we had back then. Um, and I think that that Solich probably would have been a, would have, would have would have had the best chance to keep Nebraska at that level because you're also looking at not those four years, five years of transitioning to a different coach's style of football like we had with Callahan. You know, you had Solich's guys in here, and then you got a completely different style of football. And then Pellini's a different style, and then Riley's a different style, and now we're back to a different style with, with Frost. So, um, you know, the, the continuity would have been nice, and I think we would have seen the kind of football that Husker fans expect for for a longer, more continuous time frame.
1: There is, and, and this is phrasing that's uh more at home on my other podcast nerd united on the jerry monkey podcast network which by the way your brother jay was a a recent guest on a couple weeks back but uh, in a
2: excellent book by the way but that's another podcast entirely
1: yes broderick check it out uh wherever i I don't know facebook probably i I don't know
2: where it's available
1: yeah (laughs) i got mine through kickstarter anyway um in, in the multiverse uh, that that we may or may not be living in, there's another universe out there where uh, Solich was retained, uh, you know, beyond uh, his tenure here in in this Earth, and still allow, like, like you said, you know, uh, Scott Frost could have still gone and and uh, you know coached under under you know or you know played and coached under the the uh, Bill Parcells and, and Bill Belichick's and the Chip Kelly's and. Yeah. And uh, come back to Nebraska and and keep that that lineage. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, it it seems as, as appropriate as any. But keep that Tom Osborne lineage steady uh, from you know a, a decade or so of, of Frank Solich to Scott Frost now and, and so on. There's there's a world in which that happens, and and I don't know if Nebraska is. Any more successful, I, I, I'm sure they would be. I don't think they'd be any less successful after you know the Callahan and, and Riley eras. But uh, I, I right. think I, I think there's a world in which in which that happens, and, and maybe uh, you know there's uh, a little bit more hardware in the trophy case since 2001. So I, I think you're right. And and so far, I, I think really, uh, and Haas, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, aside from a, an outlier here or there, I think Frank Solich has kind of been the, the popular choice on on that question.
0: Yeah, Solich has been the popular choice, which
1: <laughs> at first it kind of
0: found surprising, but, you know, the more I think about it, it really isn't surprising because that, you know, that last link to days gone by, the glory yeah. days. So,
1: Well, sense. and he's had,
2: he's had lasting success at the Ohio University. So, you know, mm. I, I, I had to get that, that dig in there just a little bit. But, I, you know, I... I I think with with the the resources and the recruiting and, and all that stuff and the you know just Nebraska he probably could have had more success uh, than than maybe any of his
1: successors have. So our finale is also perhaps one of the easy. I mean, we have we have been lobbing softballs. That, that's the fun of this. Uh, you know, there's nothing, not a whole lot of really critical thinking required. But this is, I think, an easy one. Uh, how did you start riding, or, or what what brought you into uh, coordination?
2: Um, pure inc- pure accident, really. My wife and I both started following uh, Salt Creek and Stadium on Twitter. Uh, frankly, thinking he was a bigger deal than he actually was, and we've told him <laughs> this. Uh, excuse me, Doctor Salt Creek and Stadium. We've told him this, yeah, Doc. Uh, uh, on, on multiple occasions. Hey, my wife is a doc now too.
1: Hey, and so, and the good doc uh, is going to be next week's guest on, on uh, the cross examination. So
2: good. So I hope that he listens. Um, but and we went to the red white scrimmage our first year living in Lincoln, and uh, Salt tweeted something out about needing a, a somebody to cover volleyball because it's just a volleyball hungry state and people love it. Uh, and I had spent the year prior stumbling my way through writing football articles for com, which was Calvin Touchdown Jones's website. And I was just having a hard time getting a hold of him for what he wanted me to do for that that upcoming season. And I thought, well, I like volleyball. I, I've been around it a long time. You know, let's see what it is. And so I, I replied to the text and said, hey, I, you know, I kind of, kind of told him a little bit about my resume as much as you could in 140 characters at that time. And then I got John's email and – now here we are, I think this is going to be my fifth season covering covering Husker Volleyball for Corn Nation, um, and then this is the fourth summer that I have covered uh, alcohol in Nebraska. And this summer, uh, it's going to be a brief per series because it's impossible to cover breweries the way that they're opening in Nebraska, but what we're going to do is tomorrow actually, so well, uh, Friday, uh, July 13th, we'll post our article about, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, distilleries in Nebraska, real brief, just talking about the five distilleries that are open in Nebraska, where to find them, uh, and kind of getting you to those guys. For Friday, the 20th of July, we'll have a piece about Nebraska wineries, uh, which of which there are many, and then on Friday, the 27th, we'll have a piece kind of updating you on where the breweries are out in the state of Nebraska, so that, you know, as we get into the football season, people know where to, to support their local Nebraska um, spirit makers, as it were, so... Um, yeah, here we are, getting ready to cover another volleyball season um, for uh, coordination and and the, the awesome the readers who pop in and comment and, and interact with us in the game threads and all that kind of stuff.
1: I don't want to second guess you. It's I'm fine. I met you in the fall of 2013. So, w- w- are you saying that that was your first kind of year on board?
2: Yes, yeah, so this to be my sixth year then. Okay. Yes, that would have been my first year on board. Okay. Um, I, th- I think that's right
1: because I know I went out there. It- it's tail as old as time. Boy from Illinois <laughs> uh, drives to Lincoln to audition to be the uh, 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 in-game, uh, not play-by-play, but uh, oh crap! That's probably why I didn't get the job. I can't even remember. The uh, <laughs> the public address announcer for uh, Husker women's basketball uh, in the new, uh, brand new, still technically under construction, not quite finished, uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, boy drives to uh, Lincoln. They are all kind of shocked because, like, you know that this is seasonal, right? And it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd move here. It's fine.
2: Um, yeah, like, do you know who I
1: am? It's fine. Yeah, yeah like, Come on, I'm a, I'm a coronation. What's, what's the holdup here, fellas? Uh, and, and and by the way, that was uh, – I was I was really – I don't want to say urged or – or anyway, uh, but Brian was uh, played a big part in that. He's like, he's like dude, you should do that. That would be awesome. Uh, and it would have been awesome. Um, I don't know what they're paying now, but, you know, it was, like I said, seasonal and, and really part-time, you know, 20 nights a, a week, uh, year or something like that. So I would have had to have full-time work. They're like, are you really going to move – from Illinois to Lincoln, just for this, we're like, yeah, it's a foot in the door. What kind of question is that? Yeah, uh, and anyway, uh, they they went another route, but I will, I I did, I, I will forever boast that I was one of the uh, first civilians, as it were, in uh, PBA, even though there was nothing going on, and it was a fun experience.
2: And that's, and that's definitely my first year because I have only covered Husker volleyball at Devani. There you go. I I did not cover So that would have been the first year that Husker volleyball was at Devaney, too. I did not cover it at the Old Coliseum. I went to a match. I went to a couple of matches at the Old Coliseum, but I never covered the team
1: there. And uh, as the story goes, went to Laszlo's, had a dinner with you and and your wife and David McGee, coordination photographer uh, and and, uh, uh, inside genius, David McGee was there as well. Uh, I think it was just the four of us. I don't know if there was a fifth. But we had a good. time. I
2: believe it was just the four of us. Yeah, we had a great time
1: and good beer. And then, uh, then I, I love lavash. I don't remember what I drank, oh. but uh, the Laszlo's <laughs> lavash. Some good the stuff. The Laszlo's
2: lavash. You had McGee made sure you got that. I remember that.
1: All right, fair enough. I, <laughs> I, 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 there was a lot about that entire trip that's kind of a blur now, uh, years later. But, I believe uh, you. Uh, as as Let's we've going Brown <laughs> What's that? Too many third-stone Browns at uh, Laszlo's? Uh, you, you know, I was driving, so I was probably somewhat uh, responsible, especially since I don't know my way around Lincoln that much. So, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, a, a good time was had by all. Uh, I, I still, you know, it, it, it's no secret on the Five Heart Podcast that Haas is uh, the brains, and I'm just the guy pushing the buttons. Um, he has You're the great memory. It, he, you've got the great memory. And, and all, all the smarts, and like I said, I just hit record and stop, and and do the audio aspect of it, and hopefully entertain the people from time to time. Um, Ty, A critical role. It, it, yeah, well, yeah. Otherwise, we'd still be recording till next Tuesday because who forgot to hit the stop button? Um, Ty, as we wrap things up, looking forward to your uh, alcohol pieces on Coronation, which is. Yeah, it's just fun to say. Um, it is, and, and what a great service you're doing for the fine uh, uh, adults of of the the good life who uh, you know responsible and and uh, want to check out the the local scenes in their area or maybe make a little day trip uh, to a winery, distillery, or brewery. Uh, you're doing the Lord's yep. work when you're bringing people and alcohol together.
2: Yes, well, thank you. I just you know, there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of good. At, drinks being made around nebraska a lot of of hard-working you know small town and and and, you know big city folks who are who are bringing their passion and and something they're really excited about to the people and i like drinking it and i I have a platform to talk about so i want you know i want people to to you know check out what their neighbors are doing
1: now is there a beer ale lager pilsner etc at blue blood brewing company that is going to make Haas as happy as his Coors Banquet?
2: You know, anytime you go into a, to, to one of the craft breweries, if you are a you know, Coors Banquet or, or Bud Light or Miller or, God forbid, Bush Light. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh. Don't, kind don't of. put Coors Banquet in the same category as those. <laughs>
2: uh-uh. as, in the not beer category, that's where they all belong.
0: Have some respect.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you know I've driven past that brewery twice in the last week, right?
1: I yeah, just want he, you to know
2: that I've been to, I've seen your cathedral not that not that long ago.
1: Not only that, but yeah. he peed on the road and they uh, picked it up and put it in the brewery to make it you know the right flavor. They didn't even
2: have to carbonate it. Um, hey,
1: but yeah, no, it. I uh,
2: anytime anytime you go into a craft brewery, if you are a a you know one of those drinkers of those those big those macro brews, those big breweries a Kolsch or a Pilsner is going to be a beer that will make you very happy.
1: I'll tell you what, Kolsch's do make me happy. I'm a big fan. Yes, um, good luck. We're going to wind things up here. Good luck to uh, the, you and the ladies from Dorchester. In the Thank you. Yep, we're going to get after it this year. I, I know. And I meant, well, yeah, I was thinking more uh, short-term as far as the, the tournament this uh, upcoming week. But, yeah, yeah, the, the, the fall too, yeah, because – Probably won't talk to you again until after the season. No, I'm kidding. Um, you'll, <laughs> you'll you'll be very busy. And when,
2: when you guys when you guys do material on the off week for the football season for the bye week, you'll you'll call me to talk volleyball. It's fine.
1: Probably or or <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when's women's rifle or, they're, they're pretty good.
2: They are good. Them and women's bowling is good. Um, the the women yeah, got, the,
1: the women's programs are carrying carrying the university right now. That's for sure. They are.
2: Are. So. They are. and uh, you know, and I'll tell you what; those those women are uh, representing well, and, and really carrying
1: that and proudly. It's awesome. Haas, final thoughts this week, buddy? Men are coming. Up. Men are coming up. What was that? I was going to say, Haas, any final thoughts this week? Your closing arguments. You know, if you
0: will?
1: Uh, we had a converted buffalo on
0: here, and uh, and it's someone who likes to insult Coors Banquet. But all in all, I think old Ty is good people. <laughs>
1: Uh, Tie you passed
0: with flying colors.
1: You'll give our best I to your uh, family.
0: Shit, hey, did, you, what, you, what was you that, Greg? Incriminate yourself. You didn't incriminate yourself. You disparaged yourself, but you got through it flying uh, colors, and uh, we're willing to forgive the uh, Buffalo nobody, fan.
2: Nobody who's to the podcast will ever think of a Honda Accord the same way again.
0: No, they'll <laughs> be driving down the road, You know, whether it's Dodge Street. In Omaha or O Street in Lincoln, they'll see a Honda Accord and they'll think of this podcast. I hope uh, if you use your Honda Accord, right, everybody gets to go to O Street.
1: I, I, uh, two things: one, I hope that everybody who listens to this show and has a Honda Accord trades it in for something better. And uh, two, two, and sincerely, uh, give our best to uh, your amazing family.
2: Uh, absolutely, will, gentlemen. And um, thank you so much for taking your time. And uh, will, will you, this podcast is awesome, guys. I really appreciate what you guys do.
1: Will Will you help us uh, end out the show? You, you remember how it's done?
2: I'm I'm pretty confident. It's it's just four really important words.
1: I no. I say I say, Hoss gets to say the four really important words.
2: Dang it! I don't. Then then you you know what? I I have not. Then I need I need a refresher. I'll just let you guys do it.
1: No, no. We're, we we got it. We get you involved. Uh, I'm going to say my little bit. I just need you to say Go Big Red and then Hostel will say the vor- uh, four oh, very important words. I like it. All right, and it's easy to remember too. Uh, all right, everybody, we appreciate you uh, uh, making it through this fun episode with you. Remember that it may not be uh, safe for work, but it's probably also not safe for your kids' ears, at least the, the, at least the early part. Uh, but they can come in when we when we get serious about the Husker fan uh, fandom. Thanks to Ty Peter honest for joining us, and again, uh, best of luck to uh, the uh, Dorchester Lady Longhorns. I don't know why I wanted, I was going to say Lady Rams, but that would have been, uh, you know, know, just another four-legged animal. All right, the Lady Longhorns uh, of Dorchester, both at the upcoming tournament and in the fall. Remember that uh, there is no greater high school volleyball program in the state of Nebraska than Dorchester Volleyball, and I'm I'm going to, I mean that because Ty's my friend and, and, uh, it probably will get me some heat uh, in the comments. Bring it on. I don't care. Uh, so Let's for, go. Yeah, that's right. For, and, and Ty will fight you personally. Um, that, that, I'll just put my arm out of <laughs> For Ty, Peter, on it's our, our esteemed uh, guest. For or my esteemed colleague, I am Greg Mahochko. You can uh, follow us on social media. Just look for it in the post because... It's late, and I'm not going to spell everything out tonight. Uh, so we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. Ty?
0: Go Big Red. You just got to keep winning the damn off season, man. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.